Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 137 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. So, Barbara, of course, again, recording this on a Friday before the Monday it gets released. Do we even want to talk about the presidential election or are we just kind of... You know, I was sitting back by my bench thinking, God, I wonder if Elvis is going to bring up the effing election. No, I really don't. I, I, I don't been, either. I'm going to tell you that I've just been putting stupid stuff on Facebook just to piss people off arbitrarily, and it's working. That's a good way to do it. That's actually a really good way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's just funny how uh, you know passionate it goes. And I'll just put these little funny things that I find funny, but damn. Not everybody finds them as funny as me, so yeah. Earlier today, I did a recording from two people in Canada and found out that they are enjoying the reality TV show that we're providing them. Oh, I'm sure they're laughing at us. <laughs> yeah. They say it's the best thing on television right now. <laughs> yeah, well... Let's see what happens next Friday when we're recording this, what happens. so Yeah, let's see. Hopefully it's just done by then. Yes. Bingo. So what else is going on? Busy at the lab? Yeah, it's a Friday. So yes, Fridays, for whatever reason, are always the freaking busiest. So I've been uh, super busy and just making beautiful teeth and talking to doctors and doing my thing. How about you? About the same. We're actually growing. We brought in some new people. Awesome. Which is exciting. So, you know, we're staying busy. It's not the growth we saw earlier in the pandemic, but it's definitely steady, which I'm happy about. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's going to stay steady, just saying. Uh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do we got going on? We had the extreme pleasure to participate in the only real dental technician conference to happen since April. Yes, we did. The people in Texas won't let anyone stop them from getting their continuing education and to get together for a good time. Now, unfortunately, Barb and I could not be there due to the circumstances, but our good friends at Argon had a booth set up a laptop and a microphone, and we got to do what we are calling live, not live. (laughs) Sorry. Live, Live, but not live at the Dental Laboratory Association of Texas Conference from the Argon booth. But first up, before we start talking about who we talk to, we want to give a big thanks to Keith Wilson, who is the Argon rep for Texas. He was amazing. He had them lined up, ready to talk to us. He did a wonderful job. It was outstanding, the people he had lined up, ready to go. One after the other, after the other, after the other. We had to say, hey, Keith, give us a break here. And you and I were uh, home on a Saturday, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be the longest Saturday ever. But it wasn't, and it was just so stimulating and awesome. And like you said, one after the other, after the other. So it was just a great day. Enjoyed the heck out of it. It was a lot of fun. So we are officially making him the Voices from the Bench live guest scheduling associate. (laughs) Congratulations, Keith. It's a great job. The pay is terrible. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) So we talked to so many great people at the DLAT that we had to actually break it into a few episodes. Mm -hmm. And this week, we kick it all off. First up, we chat with Matthew Douglas, who is the current president of the DLAT. 
Then a good friend of the podcast, Lauren Blanton. Yeah. Who actually left Texas and came back during the pandemic to attend the show. And then we got to talk to one of the speakers at the event, Dr. John Bowie, who's also one of those dentist technician guys. He also gives a nice technique that will help you with your all-on-implant conversions. So join us live, not live, from the Argon booth at the DLAT meeting. Hey, Barbara, have you heard about Oradent and their new partnership? You mean up? 3D, Elvis? Exactly. The new P5 milling machine by Up3D. Is it another private label milling machine on the market? Actually, no. That's the cool thing. Up3D actually manufactures their own mills. Wow, that's awesome. What is the P5 milling machine offering? Well, for starter, the P5 is a 5-axis efficient dry mill. All right, so that's super ideal and totally convenient, but what about the quality of the milling? Well, it boasts software that produces high precision and fast milling. It can mill a crown, get this, in 14 minutes. And the tool life yields about 60 to 80 hours of quality restorations. Wow, that must be super expensive software, do tell. The cam nasting software is included at no additional cost. Come on, that's a super great cost savings for any lab. Budget friendly without compromising any of the performance. All right, so let's talk about price. Well, the funny thing is it retails for only $18,000. Wow, that's a super game changer for labs of all sizes, big and small. Under 20 k a small lab can now do their own milling instead of outsourcing. But don't forget the medium and larger labs can benefit big time from this too. The Up3D recently opened a home office in California near Oradent. So does that mean the mill ships from California and the remote technical support is also in California? Yes, Barbara, you are correct. Obviously, as always, they are both in the United States in Southern California. All you got to do is call our friends over at Oradent, 1-800-422-7373. Or you can visit their website at Oradent.com. We appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Hey, Elvis. How you doing? Hey. Doing well. Fantastic. This is Keith. I've got another person here lined up for us. Holy schmoly. Matthew Douglas. He's our president of DLAT and also a lab owner. So I'll let you talk to Matthew. He's got some facts for us and stats. Yeah. uh, He lives down uh, in the middle of Texas, so... Houston area. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, here you go. Thank you. Nice. How are you guys doing this morning? Hi. Doing well. How are you, sir? How's any better? I'd be twins, but I know y'all couldn't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so good. I've wanted to. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, here we are. Yep. Live, not live, at the Argon booth at the DLAT, the first meeting. Of the year. Of the different year, let's say. I mean, it's hard to imagine that we actually had meetings in January and February. (laughs) But here we are in October. Yeah, in October. We're talking to Matthew Douglas. You're the president of the DLAT this year, aren't you? Yes, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. What a year to be president, huh? Right. 
this is my second year to be president. And actually, since we uh, changed the calendar year for the DLAT, I'll actually go through the next show as president and then change over again. Wow. So you'll have three shows under your belt. Correct. Nice. No stress in that, huh? (laughs) No, no. It's like the new normal. Yep. (laughs) So Matthew Douglas, you're a lab owner there in Texas. What kind of lab do you have? A full service lab just a little north of Houston in a little town called Cleveland. We've been there probably 10, almost 15 years now. Nice. Do you have any family in the lab with you? Yes, it's like a family affair. I bet. We just bought a building during the start of this, so we moved the lab from in town to out a little nine miles outside of town. We bought three acres of house and a old store, and it's sixteen hundred and sixty square feet. Wow! Yeah, we we did all that in kind of scary times. Wow! Bet you that took a lot of nerve. How's it going now, though? Have you guys uh, picked up business? Yes, it's starting to. You know, we're not a hundred. We were like at one hundred and fifty percent. You know, and when all this was going, we were we were doing really well, and then you know it dropped down to oh my god. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> that's a good percentage. Yeah, and now we're we're starting to build back up. So right now we're 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 doing okay. We we've got a we do a lot of all on four. So that's what's really pulling us through. Good for this you. Time. It's amazing how quick those all on four procedures and chair side conversions came back yeah yeah agree i was shocked how quick that was i thought we'd be doing a lot of single units and like you know Mm -hmm. regular dentures at first but no those things started scheduling right out of the Mm -hmm. game right and as soon as it happened it just the the calendar started getting full you know it, it just went to normal again I have a feeling it's all these people that sat at home looking in a mirror <laughs> for months on end and eventually said, I got to do something about this. Yeah, I'm tired of looking <laughs> at these holes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when did you open your lab? You said you opened 12 years ago? Yeah. I've been back and forth. I kind of took a little hiatus for a little bit and did some implant work with National Dentex and, mm-hmm. and then got that straightened back online. And I said, you know... I'm not the corporate guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I came from owning my lab to finally working with affordable dentures for, oh, 12 years. Wow. As the lead technical trainer for a while. And then after that, I came back and said, you know, if I'm going to work that hard, I'm just going back and opening my lab again. So I just there you go. slowed down. I'm 57 now. And I was like, you know, I don't want to die at the bench, but <laughs> just close. <laughs> we all say that. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when you went to open your lab, mm-hmm. what did I mean? Did you go full service right away, or did you just start small? Or started with dentures, and then it just it morphed real quick because as soon as the denture thing started going, doctors were like, "Well, what else?" You know, and then they're like, "Well, I really like your work doing this, so what else can we do?" And then I'm like, "Well, we can do some crowns." I don't cast the frames, but I got a guy that I've been working with forever. He cast our frames and um, got about a one percent remake and. Everybody's like, wow, man, I can't get my partials like you do them. So let's just, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Nice. And how many technicians are you up to now? I have five. Five? Yeah. All that with just five. Wow. When you learn how to train, time is money and, and you just have to tell them, you know, if I see the whites of your eyes, you're going to get four more pants. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's good because everybody in there. You know, my wife, she kind of runs the shipping and receiving and all the 
the accounting because I told her, I said, look, I don't really care about the money. I'd do this for free if I could, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you can't do that. So when I want to give something away, she's like, put the brakes, put the brakes on, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's good to have those people. Like even, even I'm like occasionally, yeah, we'll do it for free. I know it's not really under warranty, but right. you know, I understand the situation in this. I need someone to go, yeah. Elvis. What what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's what she does. Yeah, she does that, and she's the worry wart. I'm just go. I just do it. I do it all day long and just enjoy it. I mean, it's 28 steps from my house to my lab now, so I can go there <laughs> just do my thing and go home. It's on three acres, so I just I can take a lunch and go outside and. Just breathe, you know. That's hilarious. That sounds awesome. That's hilarious. That you know the steps. <laughs> yeah, twenty-eight steps. It is. Yeah, you made that walk a few times. You bet. You? Just a few. <laughs> so, are you speaking today, or do you have to get up on the podium and introduce anybody? Several times, I've been up and down all day. Yesterday, I, I told everybody when I went home, I said, to, "When I'm back to the room, I said I'm wearing comfortable shoes tomorrow because <laughs> this is killing me. It's just, I forgot how it was, you know. Yep. Walking around, and then all of a sudden. I'm walking around and I said, dang, my, my feet hurt, my back hurt, <laughs> you know, but then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, it's all right. I enjoyed it. This morning I woke up at 3.30 oh. and I was like, okay, what's next? Where are we going? <laughs> I came down, took a picture of the booth. It was still dark. Nobody's there. I sit there at the registration for a little while, waiting on some coffee. I said, dang, nothing's open. I'm going to Whataburger. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. There's one right outside that hotel. Exactly, right across yeah. the street. That's yeah. <laughs> so what made you get into participating on the board and getting involved stateside? I was talking with people, and I was like, well, why don't we ever have any denture stuff at the show? Mm. And they were like, well, you know, it's just if you want to make a change, you just got to get involved. Yeah, So I, I like, agree. Okay. And I came from the... The big show mentality from working at Affordable because they have that huge organization. And when they get together, it's a, it's a big deal. So yeah. my vision was I just looked at Chicago and I said, yeah, I want to be half that big here. You know, just, just half that big. So we're making strides for that. We had 57 or so booths sold before the pandemic started Yeah, for the show. And then this was going to be our our big thing you know richard and i the vice president we sat and talked about it we were like man this is going to be it and then all of a sudden okay now we can't do it Hmm. and then it was like okay so how are we going to do this so we started doing it again and i think we have 26 or 27 the room's full in here and they're in the hallway so nice we had 201 registered 135 is general admission 46 was live streaming only then we printed 140 badges, and of that was live streaming and in-person. So we have people from Texas, Illinois, Oklahoma, Missouri, New Mexico, Kansas, wow. California, Arizona, West Virginia, Washington, and Colorado. Wow. That's amazing. And all the people watching it on your Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, you don't get those numbers. I mean, I'm sure you're getting lots of hits. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, and everybody that... They can share this with their lab, and then I'm sure that's being shared and shared and shared and shared. So, you know, like I told them, I said, the more people that can see that it's okay to be in in the public again, they probably won't be as scared whenever we try to do this in March. Mm. 
What is the vibe there? Are you noticing a lot of people hesitant to be close to each other? Or people are just like, oh, I'm over this. Let's take advantage of it. It's pretty much the over because everybody wants to, you know, you see those people that they walk up to you and they're like, hug, shake, or what are we going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm a hugger. So I'm like, you know, everybody that I've seen, Gary Box, you know, just take that for, oh yeah, you know, he comes up and he hugs you every time. Yep. Yeah. Does he still have his huge cowboy hat on? Yep. You got to dodge it every time you reach for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked to him last year. I remember him. Yeah. Good yeah, guy. that was a great I conversation. He, I think I'm presenting him today with a 45-year pin. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. 45 years. 45 wow. years. That's a long That's time. a milestone. We have a 50 and a 60, and the 60 is still living. Wow. And then you got Emory Burdine would have been getting his, but he passed. Yeah. So. That's 60 years. Yeah, 60 years. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> How many years are you on with your CDT? I have been doing this since 81. Nice. 81. Well, I hope you have a really great meeting. It sounds like it's super successful. Yes. Wish we were there for sure. Oh, we do, man. You guys, we miss y'all bunches. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a great show last year. I remember when we went... My expectations weren't huge because, you know, I've been to state shows and they've usually been kind of, you know, eh. But, wow, you guys blew it away last year. Had a great time. Great content. And it looks like you guys are doing it again this year, even under the circumstances. I say we have already, as the vendors are gathering their stuff, we have gone by and started pre-selling booths for next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have eight i don't remember jason said i think six or eight that we've already gotten and then there's a bunch of that are have to go back to the corporate office and sure the live streamers i think we gave them a if they just live stream then they got a 25 percent off of their booth for the march show if they nice. have a booth and a speaker then they got 50 percent. yeah good incentive yeah because we were trying to do everything we could to grease the wheel that makes it work hey you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you bet. Yeah. Well, hopefully we will be there in March yep. doing this live at the Argon booth and not live, not live. <laughs> <laughs> well said. It's so interesting to talk to people and not be there, but be there. Yep. That Zoom thing is becoming the, the norm. And I'm like, you know, it just as long as you can see their face, it's okay. It's the, that point, like sometimes we have board meetings and it's just on a phone call. And until we started doing Zoom... It was like, did he just put me on hold and over there making <laughs> gestures that I don't really want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are they looking at Facebook when they should exactly. be talking to me? What's going on here? Exactly. Yeah, I just walked through the, the presentation over there, and this guy was looking at a movie, and his boss walked by and looked at him, and it's like, really? <laughs> I mean, you need to watch the movie? Turn that off. <laughs> I guess it depends on the movie. No. Yeah. I don't know. It was a young kid, so it's like he was trying to – unfocused and focused and he couldn't yeah he couldn't get it yeah <laughs> nail <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably right well matthew thank you so much oh, we thank appreciate you it. thank you yes, appreciate you putting on this meeting you know really telling the industry that hey we can do this Absolutely. oh yeah it's awesome you know if it's this is the new norm then we'll just have to just keep chipping away at it till we get it back to where it was yep yeah. exactly Well said. You bet. Have a great rest of the show, and we'll talk to you soon. We appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you much. Thank you. You Bye now. Bye. Hey, uh, Elvis? Yeah. This is Keith. I have Lauren here, and uh, she's... uh, A.K.A. Mikey. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Mikey. All right. I'm good. 
I mean, you know me as Michael, right? <laughs> oh my God! Now I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah holy here. moly yeah finally right sorry <laughs> i can't see anything it's so weird yeah. i know um, i can't see you either i wish i wish there was a picture of you too like right here on this laptop I, that's a I, really but, great idea hey. we might be able to make that happen <laughs> now barb i'm gonna remind you this is our first super fan she made the Elvis and Barb Rocks t-shirts. Oh my yes. god, really? I love those. That's me. That was super cool. Yeah. I know. It, it was like my first dabble into having like a weird stalker <laughs> fan. Great, you called me a stalker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I remember I showed that shirt to my wife and she's like, what? Really? Who made that? You know, <laughs> she's like, really? Who is this person? And you didn't like pull me up and show her like who I was, no, right? And no, then she's going to like no. have her eye out for me. And yeah, great. That's good. <laughs> hit, man. Got her on the podcast and you're freaking her out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I do. Make everybody uncomfortable. All right. So we are here at the Argon booth, the DLAT meeting Saturday, live, not live, as we like to call it, because Barb and I are sitting in our homes recording the people that were brave enough to go to this meeting. And we have on. So what do I call you? Michael Lauren? You call me whatever you want to call me, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone calls me Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Call me Lauren. But, you know, originally the reason why I put Michael... Michael Lauren is because I had a couple of awards, right? And, you know, people were saying, well, who's Michael? Who's Michael? And I'm like, here, here. (laughs) So it's just kind of a way that people could tie me to some of those foundation awards. Yeah. Sure. It must be difficult to have a Michael on every legal document. I mean, it is. And, you know, I could go so deep with this. (laughs) Uh, my dad's name is michael he thought it'd be cool um that his daughter's name was michael it's not cool yeah um (laughs) you know between insurance denying you things and selective service sending you paperwork uh, it 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 gets deep (laughs) so what lab are you from so currently I am in Pennsylvania wow. at Bonifate Dental Lab. So you were one of the ones that flew in. How did it go? I did. It was nice. Um, lots of space on the, on the flight and uh, yeah. <laughs> the weather is nice. Cool. Yeah. So you were, you were at Summit Dental Lab That's for what I thought That's years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 12 years. What happened? What happened? COVID. Oh, really? <laughs> COVID. That moved you to yeah. Pennsylvania? That's a long way away. Yeah, you know, I just figured I'd uh, give my try at some multiple feats of snow. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, family and I, we've all moved up to Pennsylvania and it's so beautiful. And, you know, I, I'm listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks and Barb's talking about <laughs> going out for a run. It, I'm gonna, you know, feels great outside. And, you know, I'm with Elvis now. I'm like, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cold already. <laughs> Barb and I were going to record yesterday and she sends me this text is, dude, I haven't been to the beach all day. Can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, really? That's your biggest issue? You haven't been to the beach today? Yeah. You got to have yeah. your priorities, you know. yeah and you know actually that's what's really cool about being in york it's like two hours to the beach it's two hours to dc it's 
it's an hour to Philly. I mean, you could you got the the mountains to the west. It's awesome. So you're in York, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Isn't that big dense supply country? That's right. Interesting. Yeah. What were you doing in Summit? You were a manager? Everything. Everything, yeah, okay. yeah, you know, it just depended. Was it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's a dental technician for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, originally, uh, when I was hired on, I was a ceramist, and mm-hmm. then had some some wrist surgery, and that took me off the bench for a while. So, thank goodness they let me give my try at three shape design, and now with that experience, I truly believe that. Putting a ceramist behind a computer screen is the way to go. Yep, I totally yeah. agree. You know what you're looking for. You, you Oh, it, it, it's great. You couldn't stop me. I think that's amazing how you can switch gears so successfully. I struggle a yeah. little bit with the computer and the technology and all of that because I'm a ceramist as well. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me. Yeah. Well, don't ask me to do anything else computer-wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it takes a team. Yeah. So, yeah. So then after that, as you know, I'm sure you know, you know, Hal and Glenda sold their lab uh, to Apex and mm-hmm. I took over the big glass box, what we call that QC. Yeah. And mm. so, you know, as you QC, you're you're doing a little bit of everything. So Yeah, I used to QC here. I hated it. So what are you looking forward to most of the meeting? Did you see Ricky's this morning? Well, Ricky was yesterday oh, okay. morning. First thing, yeah, she got it started. And um, uh, delightful. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to sit down with her some more. Yeah, she's brilliant. We're connected via Facebook. And I was very happy to finally meet her in the flesh. And she has so many great ideas and she's so inspiring. Like she just makes you feel good. Yep. And she loves technicians. I know. Yes. <laughs> I'll never forget when we talked to her how much she yep. loved us. I'm yeah. Like, well, there you go. Yeah. What's not to love? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves us. <laughs> so after you moved to Pennsylvania, why'd you come back for the DLAT? So I'm on the board. Um, oh, yeah. Still. They still let you be on the board after you move? Uh, you know, like I said, everybody likes us, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm part of the board. And even though I left the state, I'm still committed. And yeah. so I'm here. You know, we're doing things. Come March, if someone wants to become part of the DLAT, they have the opportunity to knock me off of my seat. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. If I sign up for something, I'm committed. Yep. I'll be here. Yeah. That's how I am too. And I tell you what, congratulations on pulling the meeting. Yeah. Really a great meeting, over a hundred people here and everything's just going really well. Yeah. You know, everything's changed so much, you know, from week to week and, you know, we're having meetings online with the board and, you know, oh, well this week we have to change this. Oh, this week we have to change this. And now that it finally happened and everything is it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't believe it. It's great. I love it. And after not being able to travel and network and everything for what, six, seven months, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's great energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I was sitting on my honey at home watching webinars <laughs> on my poor computer now. I mean, it's done its job. Yep. Yeah. It's nice to see people face to face. That's for sure. Yep. I am webinared out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I don't still watch them. I, I don't know why. 
why are we still so drawn to webinars? Got me. <laughs> Convenience, <laughs> laziness. I, I, that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait till next March. Hopefully we'll do another one. And then, you know, I look forward to LMT. Like I just, I'm ready to get back out there. You know, you, you kind of feel, um, well, at least I did. I felt a little apprehensive about getting on a plane, a bunch sure. of people and, and being here at, at the conference, I was a little apprehensive, but it's good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish y'all were here too. Yeah, so do I. There's nobody coughing and everyone getting a dirty look or any of that. Or... <laughs> no, no. We'll just kick them out with our boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing in Pennsylvania? Are you still doing three-shape design? Um, I am the fixed department manager. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. So, yes, you are still doing three-shape design I, and everything else. Yeah, three-shape design, <laughs> wax it, finish it, you know, glaze it, whatever I need to do on a daily basis. Nice. We're definitely, I, I can't say that we're back up to 100%, but mm-hmm. we are definitely busy. Yeah, nice. we hear that from everybody. That's so positive. Yeah, it makes me happy. Yep. I'm happy. <laughs> Is there a state association in Pennsylvania? I haven't 100% looked into all of that all i know is that i number one i needed to get my feet rolling up there i get it and then get the meeting here done and then start looking into that because that's something i definitely still want to be involved with even you know if they have one there face to face yeah you know i'm not sure if they do i know that lmt has their east coast there Mm -hmm. which would be happening around this time i think oh yeah Mm -hmm. yep well Something to think about and look into. You know, I'm constantly looking at everything dental lab related online, NADL, the foundation. You've gotten a couple grants, haven't you? I hate to say it like this. I don't, I, I can't keep count. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's exactly what we want to hear because those grants, people work really hard and, you know, yes. enhanced education and the grants that are available. I love hearing that. Yes. During COVID, during my three-month COVID stay at home, there is a Facebook page called Ladies of the Mill. Hmm. And I tried to join. They wouldn't let me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so I did a a live video on their page during COVID. And that was one of the three points that I was talking about to everyone was that the foundation has all of these scholarships. And at that point, I think it was the Mark Jackson. Yeah, probably. That was available. Yeah. So hopefully that inspired some people because right at that point I had gotten in the mail that I gotten a second pillar scholarship. So I, I just took that excitement and tried to push it on everyone else to apply. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I can't say enough great things about the foundation and everything that everyone does to raise money for it. That should be your next endeavor. You should actually uh, reach out to them. And they've got a lot of really great board members, committees and all of that. It sounds like it's right up your alley. It truly is. And getting through this move, getting through this convention here and get back home and start trying to get all my ducks in a row. And someone has told me that since now I've got two CDTs, I'm going for the third one that I should be a, uh, what is it? NBC board member. Uh, uh, Proctor. Proctor. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I've even thought about that. Great. It's just 
because of the foundation, I feel like more so that the sky is the limit Mm. because it, it, it gave me a little like giddy feeling like, okay, I can do this. That's great. That's so cool. I can hear the energy in your voice and the excitement in your voice. Totally get it. Oh. What seed do you have? Ceramics and Crown of Bridge. Awesome. And then I'm hoping that sometime this next spring, I will test for implants. Whoa, that's a hard one. Good for you. I know. Oh my gosh. And you know what? Actually, without saying too much, I'm talking with someone about all the reasons why you should be a CDT. Oh. And one of the things that is asked is, what is a misconception about taking the exam and being a CDT? Is that it's it's scary, but it, you know, it's not scary. You make it scary. Most of the stuff that you do for the exam are things that you already know. Mm -hmm. There are things that you do every day when you're working. You know, a little bit of extra studying and talking to some of your coworkers, um, reaching out to some other people that are willing to teach you and invite you to their labs. And there's such a network now. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And the way everyone just openly shares online or yes. people mentor each other, yes. there's no reason why someone shouldn't be able to really get these, all of them, if you wanted to. Exactly, exactly. And you just kind of look at which scholarship is available and some of them you can only win certain ones every other year and so if you time it right then you know like you say you should get all of them yep yeah i mean there's really no reason not to apply no explain the process of applying it's not hard is it no not hard go online to the what is it the the foundation for dental laboratory technology.org i'm i think and yeah yeah and then there's a little tab at the top and you click on it and you go down to scholarships and select on the one that you'd like to apply for and they all have dates that you need to apply by it'll take you to another screen you fill out your information but actually what I suggest to do is, you know, you're going to have to type a letter of, of submission, right? Yeah. So type up your letter first, because when you go to the page and you click on all these things and you fill out your information, you have to attach your letter. And if you don't have your letter prepared, <laughs> then you end up like me the first time I did it and everything just kind of clears. Yeah. So mm. have your letter ready first. And then that way you can attach it. Cool. And basically, you know, I spoke from the heart on how I feel about whatever the question was that pertained to each scholarship. I just type from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I type exactly how I talk, how I feel. Um, I, I'm me. Yeah. So. That's the best way to do yeah. it. Well, good luck on that. I wish you well. Yeah. I'm sure you'll do great. Yeah, that's what you're selling. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a little scary. I'm sure. <laughs> Are you going to do everything remotely? Because I know they do all the tests remote now. Yeah, I want to try it out. Yeah. At the LMT event in Chicago last, they did a test, just a, a what's what's the word now? A beta test? A beta test, yeah. So I went ahead and did that just so I oh, could cool. see what it was like, how it made me feel, was I comfortable. Mm-hmm. But now doing the practical now remotely that's going to be a little different so interesting I'm, yeah. I'm interested in that as well that's cool like i say the sky is the limit now awesome. you, you can't stop me so have you looked into the implant what do you have to do design an abutment modify a stock abutment what, what do you have to do do you know from what i can remember we held a test at summit 
last spring or maybe it was last fall. I can't remember Mm -hmm. when it was. We had one technician take the implant exam. Mm -hmm. And I think she had to design two custom abutments, overdenture. Oh, like a bar or something? Yeah. 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 There are some things I need to connect back with her. She was going to send some information. But anyway. That's a whole mentor industry, getting help. Yeah. That's what it's all there for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people are scared to ask for help. And you know what? You don't know what you don't know. So just ask. Yeah. Sure. Agree. Yeah. Just don't ask me. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I haven't got any of them. Don't ask me (laughs) yet on the implant test. (laughs) <laughs> but we know you'll knock it out of the park well, get the cdt and then everybody will ask yep. yeah yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see right yep. <laughs> maybe i should have made this announcement right yep. yeah exactly. now you can't let us <laughs> no no <laughs> well lauren thank you so much for sitting down with us not with yep. us yeah. Here at the uh, DLAT at the Argon booth. We really appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure. It, I, very exciting. Have a great meeting. Yeah, thank you, Barb. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast, being a fan, and we appreciate you. Love you both. You guys rock. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put that shirt on later and piss my wife off. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't burned it yet. <laughs> no, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks, Lord. All right. You guys are welcome. Come on over here, Dr. Bowie. Let's have a seat right there. Elvis? Yeah. Hi. Hey, I've got Dr. John Bowie here. He's one of our lecturers today. Yeah. John, how are you? Hey, good, good. Can you hear me okay? We can. Oh, yeah. Can y'all, is it? No, it's a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm taking my mask off then so I can. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. We won't, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah, well, well, thank y'all for having me on. I'm a uh, prosthodontist in Midlothian, Texas. Been in practice for a year, do all my own lab work, fixed and removable. So I kind of have, you know, my one foot in the uh, clinician's world and one foot in the technician world. So how do you juggle that? How do you do all your own lab work? (laughs) Well, it's for Crown and Bridge is really, really streamlined. I have a Trios intraoral scanner. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do all of my designing on Exacad, and I uh, outsource the milling, and then I do the uh, glazing and staining when it comes back. So it's really pretty streamlined. That's actually like the most efficient part of my practice. You know, it takes me just a few minutes to design a case and, and send it out. And then, you know, I don't have to worry about the milling or the centering. And then for removable, it's a little bit more time. I set all my own teeth and pour my own impressions and do everything myself. So that takes a little bit more time, but it's still fun, you know, and it's, it's a lot more efficient uh, for me. Wow. And I, I enjoy doing it, you know, so. And you see three patients a day? Is that what you see? <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's so funny, like if you watched me from like a in the corner, you know, on the ceiling, it's like go see a patient, you know, do some work and then scurry back to the laboratory, you know, to yeah. to, to keep working. So it, it's it's really busy, but it's it's totally worth it. You know, I keep my overhead down and, you know, I can do like a, for denture appointments, you know, I mean, I can have like two or three day turnaround times uh, sometimes on between appointments. So it's just a lot of fun and, and efficient. But I use a lot of like the Zercad Prime for fixed, and it's mm-hmm. it's been really wonderful. So that's a great product. I'll use it for bridges, implant bridges for fixed on natural teeth. So it's like I don't have to really, you know, think too hard. It's just like what shade do we want? Wow, nice. 
Are you um, ever going to think or consider getting an in-house laboratory technician eventually? I would really, I've started looking. I would really like somebody to come in and start helping me. Yes, that's absolutely. I'm getting to the point where words starting to get out and we're getting a lot of referrals, a lot of referrals from general dentists, which is kind of, kind of rare for a prosthodontist. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely open to having a technician come and work for me full or part-time really. You know, I, I could keep somebody busy for sure. Well, you're in a room full of technicians. You never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I really appreciate, you know, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, my wife is a dentist. She's standing a few feet away and we were talking the other day, you know, dentistry is just tough. Like it's tough regardless of what you're doing. If you're, you know, receptionist, filing insurance, an assistant, technician, dentist, surgeon, whatever, it's really tough. Like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of time crunches. There's a lot of what we do is very technically challenging, especially as a technician. It's very, very technically challenging. Steps have to be followed. You know, consistency has to be made and it has to be done tomorrow. Right. You know, so it's, it's very technically challenging. So I always have such a healthy respect for, you know, my colleagues and friends who are technicians, you know, and and I, I feel like a lot of times whenever I'm speaking to doctors, you know, I, I, sometimes I'll tell them like, Hey, I'm, I'm more of a technician than I am a clinician. Sometimes I feel like, you know, because I pay so much attention to the lab side of things, you know, because that's where it'll make you or break you. So, you know, material science and all that stuff is just hugely important to me. Well, how'd you get into all that? I mean, what drew you to want to do your own work? You know, that's that's a cool, it's kind of a neat story. When I was in residency, it was the first year and beginning of second year resident. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I really just want to go home. I want to send out to a lab. And we, we have some really exceptional laboratories here in the DFW area. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's like, hey, let's just send this out. You know, like it'll come back in two or three weeks. It'll be nice. And, you know, we don't, won't have to think about it. But in our university system, there were some funds that were mismanaged at the high, like the highest level, you know, yeah. of the health med center. So like all of a sudden it rolled downhill. So all of a sudden, like our little tiny pros department, our budget just got like cut, like almost completely wow. like overnight. Wow. And so the director came in, you know, it was like, you know, Hey guys, we're about to surrender. We're about to lose the war. And that's what it felt like. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, Hey, our budget just went to almost zero. So we've got to like figure out a way to make things work. And we had the scanner, we had three shape, we had the CAD software, we had the uh, outsourced milling capability. And my co-resident and I just took it upon ourselves. We said, we got to help the program out. So we, we took it upon ourselves to start designing, you know, and outsourcing our milling. Wow. And like all of a sudden, you know, it just like, we're sitting back like, thinking, holy moly, like we're, we're actually like getting better work and saving money. And, you know, like we get exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a, okay, like a, just a miraculous, like how much more smooth our workflow and our efficiency went whenever we were doing our own work. When I was a third year resident as my final year there, my co-resident and I, who we kind of developed our workflows, we basically said, we need to spend our third year this needs to be like the precursor to our practice. And so that's what we did. And I just never looked back. Mm. I just love it. You know, it's just so fun. And it makes you understand things so much better. And on the clinician side too, you know, if I understand the materials from a technician point of view, 
it's like that makes my clinical decisions so much better, you know, so much easier, you know, so you have to understand that you have to understand materials. And unfortunately, that's not really taught that well in dental education is like material science. Yeah. You know, so from, you know, a lot of the times the technician is the expert on material science. And so I, I like to keep up kind of on both ends of that spectrum in order to help other dentists, you know, like to make good clinical decisions. How did you get into doing your own lab work, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what led you that direction? It was the, like I was saying, you know, with the uh, with the budget cuts, yeah. we, we had to. Like, our director was like, we've, we're going to have to figure some way to not send as much out. Like, we have to. It was like, you, we need, you guys got to start doing your own lab work. You know, we didn't want to be like eight to five seeing patients and then like five to 10, our la- you know, crown and bridge. So we, we really tried to streamline it as much as possible. Uh, so that's what led me into the digital realm, into doing a lot on the CAD software, a lot of zirconia, milled restorations. I mean, and so it just kind of led us down the rabbit hole. And like I said, I never looked back. So most technicians, we don't really want the dentist to do their own work. Let's just be, let's <laughs> just be honest. So no, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm the exception. How do I'm you end up at a dental technician conference? Exactly. <laughs> talking to a bunch of technicians about how you do it yourself. <laughs> I know. I still rely. Like I will still send some things out where it makes sense. Yeah. Like I tell the technicians here you know, when I lectured, it's like I'm like the link, you know, between you and the dentist right? It is what I do. I'm only one guy. And I know, you know, most, most dentists, they just do not want to, or they don't have the patience for, they don't see the sense in doing their own. You know, it's like going back to like economic theory, right? Whoever's the most efficient in doing whatever job it is should be the one doing that job. Uh But I, I do think it helps. Like when I come and speak and when I talk in front of technicians, it helps them to talk to their doctors, yeah. You know, because 90, 95% of doctors are not going to be doing what I do. And so it, it really helps them to communicate better. Like, hey, this is what we can do. Yeah. You know, the patient doesn't have to wear a flipper. We can prep some teeth, put a temporary bridge on. And then, you know, when the implants are healed, you know, it all goes back to singles, right? Like we can temporize them. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. there's different, there's different ways. And that's what I bring to the table. I think a lot of the times talking to people is there's not just one set way that you have to do something, right? There's a lot of different, you know, kind of creative ways that you can solve problems. That's one of the reasons why I like doing a lot of my own lab work is because I can, exp- you know, kind of tinker and and see which direction I want to go and like kind of hammer out workflows in order to come up with something that might work better, you know, and, and teach it to somebody else. Yeah. I don't keep any like secrets, you know, I don't keep my techniques secret, you know, like I'm an open book when it comes to explaining how I do things. Cause I just, you know, I just think that that's how we grow as a profession. Yeah. We have to, we have to share. Absolutely. We ha- yeah, there's no question, you know, you have both sides. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I like when I talk to my general dentists, they know I'm not a threat to business. They know I'm not a threat to taking business away from them. 
that's why they refer, you yeah. know, and it's like, that's why I'm so comfortable talking to technicians. Cause they, you guys know, like, okay, my accounts are not going to start doing this magically on their own. No, no. <laughs> it, it takes, it takes a pros residency of three years. I'm not going to pretend like I know everything, you know, like it, it, it's a lifetime of learning. Yeah. But not everybody's going to want to do that. Well, a lot of GPs don't even want to do a wax try and let alone set their own teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like doing both, you know, fixed and removable. It's really, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm, I'm a surgeon as well. Like I'll place implants and, you know, restore. So it's, it's kind of fun to see the full spectrum, the full, you know, timeline, the full patient flow. So that's, you know, and I, I learn something new every time I do a case. Do you do guided surgery? Yes. My favorite is flapless uh, yep. guided surgery because it's just so clean and there's very little post-operative discomfort. And you get the implant exactly where you want it, you know? Yeah. So I print my guides and I use a system, a keyless system, and it's just, it's super nice. Yeah, I love guided surgery. Uh, but on the flip side, I think that you need to cut your teeth on something that's the old school way, right? You, I, I think that if you if you want to be placing flapless, you need to know how to lay a flap if your guide doesn't fit, right? Yeah. Like you can't just scrap the surgery if your guide doesn't fit. And so I'm a firm believer when these young clinicians are learning to place, they need to learn how to place with a flap, you know, when the situation calls for it. Uh-huh. And they need to learn how proper tissue management and, you know, how to actually visualize bone and visualize the implant bed. Yeah. yeah. You can't rely on it 100%. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like digital versus analog. Somebody, oh, I'm all digital or, oh, I'm all analog. For me, I'm like a mix. Yeah. You know, I'm somewhere in between. Like some of this stuff I'll do digital and some of it I'll do analog, you know. So it's just whatever works and what's efficient for you. That's the way, you know, if it makes sense, you know, go for it. Yeah, yeah. but if that guy didn't fit and you made it, uh, that's your fault. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I've done enough trial and error, you know. That's the nice thing about designing them yourself and then printing them you see the full flow on that it's like oh i think i messed up on this part so that's how it fixes yeah you're learning yeah that's how you learn to do the next one sure yeah exactly exactly do you convert same day like a all on four type hybrid oh yeah 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 yeah, that's that's part of the training you know and there's 10 different ways to do it you know but yeah i'll I'll do conversions the implants have to be solid you know Mm -hmm, and i'm a little bit more conservative with that yeah yeah but yeah i'll do i'll do same day conversions it's a long day i bet if you're doing the lab work i know how long a day it is just for the lab technician yeah exactly exactly yeah i need to if y'all want me to i can do a webinar on how i do my conversions it's kind of fun there's a there's a couple little tricks that i employ that it's like oh that's so simple but it's like oh yeah that makes total sense totally i know we have a lot of listeners that do the hybrids let me give one quick yeah please when you make your duplicate denture when you have your clear stent to place the multi-units and to do the access holes Mm -hmm. in the denture itself Mm -hmm. on the denture after you process it make a thermoplastic stent like a flexible, like a copy plast or something that's flexible. Make that on top of the denture. And then when you go to surgery and place the multi-units, when you place the um, temporary copings, put your duplicated denture that has the occlusal holes on, put your thermoplastic stent on the duplicated denture, put a Sharpie marker 
on where the uh, temp copings are touching your copy plast stamp, yeah, yeah, and then awesome. transfer that back to the original denture, the copy plast. Oh, you put the holes the... exactly where they need to go. Exactly, exactly. Interesting. That'll save you like 30, 40 minutes on you know placing the bite registration and reaming out. Like that'll save you a lot of time. Yeah, I know your... that makes perfect sense. I mean, you already have the holes. You already have the yeah, 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 exactly. And you just yeah. use a marker. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, just little stuff like that, you know. And Do you design the bar on the final? Oh yeah, yeah, the titanium bars. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and but I'm you, I'm mostly doing zirconia. Are you? So I'll I'll, yeah. do, I'll print the try-in and then I'll uh, have the patient wear it, you know, for however long we need to make changes on the fly, and then I'll uh, convert it to zirconia and do the zirconia hybrids. So you print the temporary PMMA, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which printer do you do that on? Uh, the Moonray S. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Moonray. Yeah, that's a, it's a good printer, and they just came down in price a little bit actually recently. Oh, after you bought one, of course. That's how <laughs> I know. That's exactly. how it works. It's, that's <laughs> like a it's like buying like a Tesla or something. You know, <laughs> it, it's cheaper. You know, the next month or whatever. Wow. <laughs> so, Where do you send your bars to? Because I know there's a lot of great bar companies out there. I design them myself, and then I send them. There's a local milling center here in uh, Carrollton. Oh. Uh, it's uh, House Milling, H-A-U-S. Oh, milling. sure, yeah. Yeah, and and they, they're they just super nice, yeah. Yeah. They, they use a really nice uh, Schaeffner alloy, and turnaround is really quick, you know, so yeah. Yeah, we've used them a few times on some uh, abutments. They're good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, very good, yeah. You know, the turnaround's quick. And it's not, you know, it's very reasonable, the fees on it. Yeah, I didn't realize they were in Texas. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just down the road, probably an hour to get there, you know, from where I practice. But it's, they're right here in Dallas, basically. Yeah, that's convenient. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, well, I I'm going to sign off. Yeah. It's been a pleasure talking to y'all. I really, you know, have enjoyed being here at the DLAT. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to coming back next year. And it's, this is a really great group of people. Yeah. yeah, it is. We really wish we could have been there this time, but uh, yeah. the year we're we live, were there, yeah, <laughs> it was it was right. amazing. It's a great, great show. So thank okay. you. All right, guys, appreciate well, it. You. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Take care, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy. Bye. Hey, Elvis. How is that Form Labs Form Three B printer going for you guys? It's still going really good. We are still cranking out models and custom trays on it. We love the ease of use. With the resin being loaded by cartridge and the free software that Nest and Ed supports instantly, it's pretty amazing. So you've been talking about it for at least two weeks now, and I think Night Dental needs to get some. Do you think that it could hold up with our workload? We've got probably two to 300 scans a day, and we're printing a lot of models. Wow, that many scans? That's pretty amazing. We don't even come close to that. But I feel that if you had enough of these printers, they could probably handle that high production. All right. But just a few weeks ago, they started shipping out their Form 3L printer. Wow, so they've got a 3B and now they've got a 3L? What do you know about it? Tell me about it. Well, with even a larger build plate... You can print a lot more models or surgical guides every day. And while the 3B that I have only has one laser, the Form 3L has two, so you can be even more productive. Sweet. And I was talking to somebody at Form Labs, and they are getting ready to come out with an orthodontic model resin that's going to significantly increase the print speed for those labs looking to get into clear aligners. Wow. 
All right. So that sounds like uh, what my lab is looking for. Can you go over with me one more time the website? Yeah, it's super easy. It's formlabs.com forward slash VFTB, like Voices from the Bench. Nice. Well, this will take you to a page where you can order a sample of something printed on a Formlabs Form 3B printer for free. This way you can hold the proof in your hand and see how amazing this printer is. All right, I'm going to do it. Thank you for your support of the podcast, Form Labs. We appreciate you. Wow. Those were great interviews. A big thanks to Matthew, Lauren, and Dr. John Bowie for sitting down with us at the DLAT show. We really enjoyed our live, not live. But we really wish we could have been there. And it will definitely, hopefully, let's be there next spring. Again, they're already planning their meeting. They've already got sponsors. So shout out for next year. It's not always easy to get people to sit down with us at the convention, but good old Keith from Oregon did a fantastic job. And I mean that truly and sincerely. We really miss the in-person recordings and can't wait for a time that we can travel and see people again and talk to everybody. And speaking of live in-person events, there might just be an announcement in the coming weeks about where and when Vision 21 meeting will be. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Looking forward to it. We always look forward to that meeting, and I hope they can pull it off in 2021. All right, everybody. That's all we got. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye. That's what I like to hear.